Hey Jammers, Kylan here. Just wanted to give you a heads up. This isn't really like our typical episodes, but we wanted to take an opportunity to talk about the new Five Iron Frenzy record because it was crazy. It kind of came out of nowhere. And since we just covered them so recently, it seemed like a good time to do that. We had a couple technical difficulties and you will hear my child throughout this, but we ended up actually having like a two and a half hour conversation. So we decided to kind of split it up as we're working on technical difficulties on the back end, give you guys a little bit of a taste of it since we have about 45 minutes. So this is part one and we'll give you part two pretty soon. And then we will be back to our regularly scheduled programming. All right. Enjoy. Welcome to a new episode of Church Jams Now. This is our sixth episode. My name is Kylan Savage. I am TJ Smith. And we are joined by a a very special guest who has been on here before. If you've listened to episode two, Take Me to Your Leader with Newsboys, you know he had a lot to say. He was our resident church pew expert. We have Mr. Josh Olson. Hey, thanks for having me back. Yeah, we're super excited. Um, so I, I think I just wanted to tell people too, since you were last on Josh, we've sort of been talking to you a lot and realized that you have a lot of good things to say. If anyone has listened to that episode, they will know that I think I said like six times, Josh, you're way better at this than we are. Do you just want to do the <laughs> podcast? So now you've kind of taken on a, I don't know, would we call you like a producer? TJ, would we call him a producer? producer extraordinaire i I feel like i hope so because i already got the business cards made so (laughs) oh perfect did you use vistaprint of course sponsoring the show today you went with the bulk order right a hundred thousand oh yeah you know know, if you actually made business cards my wife would be so mad that you didn't ask her to design them (laughs) or my josh has taken on a lot more of like a producer role which is really good because tg and i really have no clue what we're doing up to this point we've just been throwing everything at the wall yeah i would describe our logistics strategy or skill level as the shrug emoji a hundred percent and then so we basically we i literally just texted josh and was like hey do you want to be on the podcast maybe a little more than like a normal guest and if you any do you want to help out and josh just took it and ran with it and asked us what potential albums we wanted to do and we sent him like just texted him some stuff and the next day he had like a giant spreadsheet of all the info of like way more information and way more research than i've done for any episode of this podcast it, w- it was equally overwhelming and incredible i, I was, was so excited it was a lot of overwhelming <laughs> i was yes, really excited really. for it <laughs> we we love that you were excited for it also, great. just for the listener's benefit, um, it's not me making baby coo sounds, just to clarify. Oh, uh, yeah. We've also got the special guest of Willow Savage in the house. Willow Savage, she was a special guest on the Christmas episode. Yeah. And I'm hanging out with my baby. She's back. That's and right. better than and She ever. has a lot to say. So <laughs> That's very true. She has a lot to say about uh, what we're going to talk about today. I'm super excited. So this is a little bit different. Uh, we're doing our format 
a little different. We will go back to our regularly scheduled 90s and 2000s Christian records next week, but we really wanted to take a minute and kind of do an episode, do a deep dive on a new album that just came out. Yeah, so I was really stoked about covering Five Iron Frenzy when we did a few episodes back, and it was a blast. And unbeknownst to me, they were working on kickstarting an album, um, which just dropped, and it's called Until This Shakes Apart. Uh, and it, it, I gotta say, like, it came out of nowhere, um, but because we just did an episode about the other one, it just made sense. Yeah, the timing jump, just... Jump into this one again. The timing just kind of worked out, I feel like. You know, we right. just sort of, we had just covered Five Iron. And then all of a sudden they just like, I just opened my Spotify one day and it was in my release radar. It's like, oh, new Five Iron Frenzy. Okay. And then we decided we'd all kind of get together and talk about it. It just sort of made sense time-wise. Right. And it's so great to have Josh join us for this conversation so that he can get his Five Iron perspective on the pod since he didn't get to be a part of the last conversation. So looking forward to that, Josh. Thanks. I'm excited about it. Since you weren't on the last Five Iron Frenzy episode, I just wanted to sort of get some context of your relationship with that band. Like, what do you know about them? Did you know this album was coming out? Things like that. Um, I kind of knew it was coming out eventually. I mean, they've been working on a new album since the last one came out in 2013. It's just taken seven years, seven years to get there. Um, my relationship with, with the band, I am more of a more recent, I guess, Five Iron fan. I didn't grow up listening to them. And every time I listen to like their older stuff, I'm like, I wish I would have had this in middle school because they would have been one of my favorite bands. Like, I would have loved this. But I just didn't know about them. Um, mm. and then it wasn't until engine of a million plots came out, which was their, the return comeback record in 2013, which was the one that came out before this one. That was um, the one both of you guys told me to listen to that. It's so good. Yeah. After did, and I, I haven't. It's, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> I went into it cause I had never really been a five iron fan, but then for some reason I just had like a feeling about that record whenever like I would see it getting talked about. And I was like, I feel like I'm going to really like this record. And, uh, when it came out, I was obsessed with it and I loved it and I listened to it recently and I think it still holds up. So I'm more of a more recent five iron fan that has gone back and listened to, I grew up like listening to like, Oh Canada and, um, you can't handle this a little bit in high school, but none, not more, of their catalog than really that that's that's kind of where i was with five iron i think yeah i think even our newest album ever i don't think i'd really listen to it all the way through until we did that episode yeah it's great though to have to have you on josh as somebody else who listened to engine of a million plots got floored by it and has continued to enjoy them as a band into like 2021 yeah they're still keeping Ska relevant in 2021. That's right. Yeah. But I guess Goldfinger, Goldfinger did, they they really came out of the woodwork in the quarantine. So, I mean, it, maybe Ska's uh, coming back. Did, yeah. It's true. I, I always forget about Goldfinger. I love that Open Your Eyes album. Have y'all listened to that one? Hmm. 
I really that's, I don't know it. I only know the uh, Superman song from Tony Hawk. So right, <laughs> that's I think that's most. <laughs> but people. that's basically yep. my childhood in a song. So <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah. I wanted to take notes. I just I haven't had a lot of time. <laughs> uh, what are you busy? Well, it or came out. It hasn't even been yeah. out a week, right? <laughs> it's been out yeah. like three days, four days. Yeah, but you know, I. You guys seem way more prepared than me. So. I right before this call, I was like going through and listening and like actually looking at the lyrics for the first time. And I was like, oh, OK, this song is maybe about something different than what I thought it was from just hearing it while driving in the car two times. And that speaks to something really for this record before we get kind of too in depth on it. But just in general, like I had the same experience that I listened to it twice with the lyrics in front of me, two different listening sessions to like days apart so did you guys download the the liner notes from their site or how did y'all get the lyrics i just used the a to z lyrics it's on genius and i'm hoping it's mostly right it seems mostly right i think it is yeah and i i would make sure i would like cross-reference other i figured one of the kickstarter one of the kickstart backer super fans it was like one of the first ones to be like i'm gonna put all these lyrics on here yep i'm sure but those two first listens with all the lyrics made a very different impact on me than my third listen, which was no lyrics, and it was while I was just like walking around the house, cleaning my room, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I do think this album has a different effect. Um, depending on whether you're listening for lyrical content and subject matter or whether you're going for the vibe. And that's something that Kyla and I have talked a good bit about how like yeah. you're generally more of a vibe guy. I am. So I didn't do a like a guy. deep dive on the lyrics, but that was something that, that really hit me was the lyrical content. Oh, how could this album. <laughs> right. Like yeah. as opposed to, to some of the other, like the stuff from our newest album ever, like, they seem mad. They they seem very angry. I feel like they utilize that in a a really interesting way. Yeah, I would agree with that. I feel like, yeah, we could do like initial impressions and then if you want to kind of go track by track, I can pepper in some stuff. I don't have something to say about every track, but. Yeah, I can kind of guide us through the track by track if you want, since I do have like notes and I can easily kind of. That sounds great. Cool. But yeah, as far as initial impressions Josh? Uh, My first initial impressions of it were that I was, it was just, it struck me as a very angry record. Um, And I was just, it was definitely not what I was expecting from them considering uh, what the last record was like. And uh, I mean, yeah, you, I don't know. It didn't, it wasn't like a fun listen the first time around because you're just like, wow, Reese is going after it and everyone else on this record so they're okay they're... see well this is interesting to me because i thought it was really fun i think because of that because hmm. I, I think i think for me i think because already in my mind five iron frenzy was this like goofy ska band that when they came out with these like with these real intense lyrics because okay what was the song there was the the song on our newest album ever that we talked about how it didn't really fit banner year 
Oh, that's I the think. story about the, Is that the massacre. Yeah. Story? So, yeah. Right. So like, like I knew that they kind of had this, this ability in them, but I still in general saw them as a pretty goofy band. Mm-hmm. And so I think I was just sort of tickled by the fact that it was like, Oh, sh-. like they mad. This yeah. is great. I love it. But I think I've just been mad all year about kind of, everything so you resonated with it more because you were like oh they're expressing some of the frustration that i've had i think so some of it i i do feel like i really resonated with some of it felt a little bit like my first protest record (laughs) does Mm. that make sense like some Mm -hmm. of the lyrics were like a little simple which i mean that's fine like i'm not i'm obviously not going to that band for that sort of lyrical content i don't know if i really love sort of protest songs anyway um that's kind of how i feel it's very like of the time which i guess is important like because it's encapsulating a certain feeling and time and culture and history but yeah i'm kind of the same way i'm like i don't know if i want to hear something that's like all this political stuff all the time like that's i don't want to listen to music to turn on the news right that's a good way to put it yeah, uh, to give a little bit of context, um, like I know they they have done a lot of, and normally it's like a song or two on each album that's kind of serious. Like um, on the last record, they had Zen and the Art of Xenophobia, which is a great song, um, really clever lyrics. Had talked about a lot of issues that maybe I think it expanded upon in this record, um, and they've had some other ones. Uh, they had one from their 1998 EP called Get Your Riot Gear, which has I revisited today and it has the stuff that it's talking about is talking about a lot of police brutality, which is a little Super political. It's very well and very relevant for like 2020 for what we saw last year and still now. So like they were talking about that stuff 20 something years ago, but it was just yeah. like some songs. It wasn't like a whole record or most mm-hmm. of a record. Yeah. You bring up a good point, Josh, that they have been political but only in little like tiny bite-sized pieces in between songs like where's micah <laughs> right right yeah and like singing about riding in a stinky van so yeah it's um it's 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 important to acknowledge that they have been vocal about political things or social issues but always with just a dash of the, the sociopolitical commentary and mostly zany, goofy, and hopeful. And personal. Optimistic and personal, yeah, ska punk, like, which is a blast. And that dash of sociopolitical stuff, it, for me, historically, was just enough. It was like all I needed and all I wanted. But now... I guess in 2021, it's hard not to talk about this stuff interwoven with the rest of life at this point. Like, it is in the fabric of all that we live, eat, breathe, sleep, unfortunately. And so, to me, it's not surprising that that's so much of what this album's about. But I agree that it's, like, not exactly what I'm going for when I hit play on Five Iron Frenzy. So that was surprising. Yeah. Um it 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 took me back a little bit. I was like, "Whoa, this is 
I had a similar response of like, I don't know if I liked that when I got to the end of the album. But by my third listen, which was the one that I didn't think about the lyrics at all. Yeah. I was jamming along to a lot of these songs. Okay, so I think that's that's closer to like what my first listen was. Right. Because I wasn't super, you know, I'm not super lyric focused, but if something like pops out to me, I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Goodness, Willow thinks so too. Good she point. knows it. She's um, sure. Oh, can I say too, uh, another like sort of first impression thing? Yes. And I think this is pretty typical for Five Iron already but the song titles are so good <laughs> i mean like that? i am so mad that i have not written a song with the title auld langsiety oh that was yes. like, great oh like that's exactly like my sort of like that that portmanteau spoonerism kind of thing is totally my sense of humor mm-hmm. and i think a lot of that sort of helped to me like make the album not feel like so angry like you can tell that they're still the same band in a lot of ways like they're not they all still of have a sudden. sense of humor exactly and homelessly yeah. devoted to you like that's just so good too yep. dang yeah i like that you enjoy that so much because for me for some reason when i read things like that it takes me out of it a little bit if I'm not careful, I can get a little judgy. I can be like, that's schmaltzy. Like that's kind of too much, you know? Right. Well, I'm, I'm not like that with every band, but specifically this band, like that, right. that, that just seemed sort of in line with, you know, how I already feel about them, like how they sort of operate. Right. And so it didn't, you know, it didn't, it, it, it made the whole album feel a little less like a, you know, on community, the, the darkest timeline, like, you know, it, it helped keep a little bit of, of the lightness. Levity. Yeah. The levity. Yes. Well, yeah. Did it still work with you? Cause like they come out of the gate first two songs, like real intense. And then they kind of go, then they introduce a little bit of the kind of what you typically expect. So to me, it felt like kind of like a, like a, a a tonal shift to where I was like, oh, I thought y'all were going to be like, you weren't just starting off the record like a normal way. You were coming out guns ablazing, like going real social commentary. And then you're kind of going to jump back to it. So I feel like, and this will tie into my final thoughts a little bit, but the, which I'm for the fun kind of humorous personal songs. But on this record, I think it maybe kind of uh, took away from some of the weight of the, the heavy hitters, if you will. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I don't know. I once again, this comes down to me like not listening or paying attention to the lyrics quite as much. But even the like the funnier named song still felt pretty intense to me. Just on so like it seemed like it worked. It it yeah. didn't like take you out of it. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. I don't know. TJ, do you want to? Should we kind of start? Or Josh, do you have anything else in terms of context? Uh, uh, I don't think so. Other than this has really been the first thing that they released since, because they had 2013 was when their album came out, their comeback album came out. And then they released uh, an EP, I think in 2015 of like song leftover songs from that album and maybe some other stuff they were working on. So this is the first thing they've released in over five years. Yes. So that's kind of, that's a big gap. I know they're all real busy and 
have other lives and are all spread across the country, but it's a big gap to just drop this. Right. And what I think is interesting about that too, is that they now have been a band for like, what, 25 years or something, maybe more. Excluding the 10 they were off. Right. But, but I guess, yeah, if you look at it as even during their off time, I guess what I'm getting at is like, they have created this resurgence of ska for any of us that like enjoyed ska back in the day and are now in our late 20s 30s whatever okay well hey, unironically right. unironically listening to a ska record and that's kind of I, I gotta give them kudos for that they've got me listening to ska and and it challenges my preconceived notions of what is cool or or like interesting or fun or or musically creative to listen to in 2021 does that make sense yeah totally but okay so that actually leads me to a question that i was thinking of throughout this record i i don't know how much of a ska record i would classify this as that's a good point right like i i feel like i mean and obviously like ska and punk are so intertwined Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm I'm not super familiar with all the different facets of ska, but this seemed a lot more sort of minor, heavy, sort of punk rock with some ska. And so I, I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? It's more ska than the last record was. The last record only had like one like true ska song. So right. listening to this, I was like, okay, it was cool hearing that they were bringing more of that ska sound back because it shows up on a couple different songs. And what I would say, too, is it is ska in the sense of a good portion of this record is is ska in the sense of original reggae ska, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. It, it not as much ska punk. roots of, yeah, it's not as much like melodic punk rock five iron. It's like five iron with like a Bob Marley hat on. Yes. Which is a lot of fun, actually. Like, I ended up, the songs that I ended up really enjoying and that got stuck in my head were the ones that were really, like, uh, skanktastic, I'm going to yeah, call them. Yeah, there you go. They're slower, and they're real funky and slinky, and you can just picture a bunch of people skanking to the song with the little organ bops and things like that. So I really enjoyed those tracks, and they were like old school ska, which I loved. Interesting, because I think those are some of the ones that I didn't quite enjoy. Really? Like, yeah, but I'm not. A, I don't. I I don't like reggae at all. Oh yes, I've I don't forgotten like this about you at all. Like at all. Yeah, I'm on. Really I'm on your it. side, Kylan. I'm kind of. Really? Those are always kind of the lesser ones for me. I like their more rock with horn style. Yeah, me too. Also, uh, I mean, I love that too. So does Willow. She's going after so it. So does Willow. So does Willow. Big ska punk fan. Yeah, I just, I don't, there's something about reggae that I just cannot get into. And I've tried and I've tried and I've tried. And I don't, I don't know if it's. Even if it comes with some sweet, sweet bass. Oh, oh, damn. 
We can talk about there. some sweet, sweet bass. I went there because I'm just going to say it. The more like reggae classic ska songs on this record are the ones with the great bass. That's true. That's true. At least like That's how the bass lines that are real high in the mix and that are really driving the song and they're the melodic aspects of the song that you remember. I can think of like two or three off the top of my head, just like they're so catchy and yeah yeah that's true that's true i do i do like the sweet sweet bass on this record but i liked the i i liked a lot of the sort of angry punk rock it was kind of fun that's cool because i feel like if i could critique some of the songs uh on the album like if i had all the songs in front of me and i could just cut some of them out it would be a lot of those i think so i really love that you actually preferred those songs because what that tells me is that it's an album that was crafted in a way that speaks to a diverse listenership yeah for sure and it works on a lot of levels cool well i know tj you got uh you got some track by track notes so yeah and they're brief. Cool. I mostly, honestly, I, yeah, I wanted to read some of the lyrics. That's kind of essentially what my notes are, is like reading little excerpts of the lyrics and, and talking about them. Um, but yeah, I guess like just starting off in Through the Outdoors, track one, uh, did either of you guys know that it's also the name of the 1979 Led Zeppelin album? The last Led Zeppelin album. No, I had no idea. You know what I, like straight up first thought when I saw that this was the track title I know almost nothing about Led Zeppelin I thought of Raspberry Beret by Prince she walked in through the outdoor outdoor right before the first chorus is the Led Zeppelin album just a Prince reference I don't know probably that's a good question (laughs) Prince probably just traveled back in time and forward in time (laughs) Just to inspire all of this. Just to inspire Led Zeppelin. Yep. Back to future back to the future style. Exactly. But yeah, I mean what it it seems to be that song seems to be an outcry against xenophobia and like closed minds, closed borders. Um which like Josh mentioned is an expansion on uh what is it what's the song? Zen and the Art of Xenophobia from Engine of Million Plots. Yeah. Yes. I will say for this song, because like the first time I listened to the record, I was just very much taken aback like whoa they okay this is a very different five iron record okay so i, I wasn't like jonesing to listen to it again right away but then like a day or two later i was like okay i'll throw it on and I, like i went in knowing that it was gonna be what it is and then as soon right. as like this song started i was grooving because i was like man this is it's a rocking song so second right. time listening i was like oh yeah and through the yeah, outdoor it's, it's, is great it's pretty close to my favorite song on the record. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's one of mine. I think it just like yeah, it wow. kind of it kind of threw me for a loop. It was not what I expected at all. Hmm. But it's got enough familiar elements from previous Five Iron releases True. that it's just like, you know, it 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 feels almost like a sequel. Like like it feels like watching a new Star Wars movie where you're just like you know everything and it's totally new stuff. But you see that crawl, and you're just like, "Oh damn, this is a Star Wars movie. This is gonna be so good." Because they have like the horns and this have like, you know, like there is enough 
familiar elements yeah. with just some new production and a new sort of sound that just right got well, me really this, stoked to this listen track to has attitude but it's like fun attitude yeah mm. that's a good way to put it fun attitude some of the other yeah. ones just have attitude but this one the, attitude, the attitude yeah. is fun in this one yeah, while still right. being severe at times <laughs> yeah so then lonesome for her heroes i was trying to figure out for the longest time who her was and i guess it's denver i think it's like a song about denver basically oh, okay. as reese sees it how it has been gentrified and it's just now this like kind of hipster chic sprawl with you know the undeniable economic disparity that comes with that right and so but i thought it was interesting colin because when we talked about our newest album ever and we spent a long time talking about a handbook for the sellout and how selling out as a band they they turned that concept on its head and were like is selling out really selling out because that was like a big thing in the 90s right, right? it's like we're we're not corporate we're not going to make money we're cool and so it's interesting because a lot of the lyrics in this song seem to talk about uh gentrification almost as if it's like a band selling out but he's actually against it this time i i just noticed some parallels and i just thought it was like kind of curious like um it it felt like he found a new way to create a protest song about something but he happens to be against the thing instead of saying like maybe it's not so bad right interesting yeah i didn't i didn't pick up on that but again i didn't really listen to the lyrics I didn't enjoy this song as much as the first one, but this is <laughs> this is more of that sort of like reggae. I think we need a hashtag, Kyle and the Vibe Guy. Yeah. For real. For being one of the reggae ska ones, I did enjoy this one a yeah. good amount. Yeah. It did take me like three or four listens to finally pick out that. I'm like, oh, I think he's saying Denver. So that was, mm-hmm. I finally figured out the her in the song title. But yeah, it took Wait, me a couple on. listens. Or. Is Five Iron Frenzy from Denver? They are. <laughs> they are. I know. This is like their whole identity Good job. as a band. <laughs> You're keeping up, Kylan. Yeah. Proud of you. I know. Thanks. But yeah, this is definitely one of the ones that is more reminiscent of like OG reggae ska with the like organ bops on the one. And the bass and, is really good on and, this though. Yeah. Also, just the bass on this whole record is just so good. Yeah. yeah. Also, do you they, guys think so i didn't like i said i didn't listen to the last record of theirs do y'all feel like reese has become a much better vocalist in the 20 years i mean obviously like he's been singing a lot longer but i thought his voice was so solid on this yeah, record I f- compared I feel to like he ones. hit a stride with like some of the brave saint saturn stuff mm-hmm. and and has just continued to get better that was something for me going into the record because from the little bit of Five Iron that I listened to pre-Engine of a Million Plots, I remember like I was never like crazy about Reese's voice, so that was mm-hmm. maybe kind of what I one of the weak points for me. Like I loved his lyrics and stuff, and his like the way that he sings sometimes, but I wasn't crazy about his voice. But then when Engine came out, I was I was like, oh, his voice sounds great on this record, and it, I think it still sounds great. So I do think he has become a much better singer. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. What did y'all think about the Peter Pan reference on So We Sing? What was the Peter Pan reference? Second star to the right. Oh, that's right. Morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dig it? 
hate it too hokey no Amazing. i love it i i love that kind of stuff man i i love references like that uh but this also i mean you guys both know like jen and i are working on our country record and i've listened to a ton of country music and all of country music is like a meta in joke it's all just referencing former. other country songs country so music yeah i love any kind of reference like i mean my first band's name the truth about movie stars is is a uh, a reference to singing in the rain i've always like i've all, i'm all about any sort of literature or pop culture references in songs i guess except uh for pablo naruto which we talked about in sixpence yeah on that episode and another possible reference because i think the first lyrics of this are i'm going to break both legs tonight which could possibly be referencing superpowers when he talks about breaking the promoter's legs when he fell off the uh, stage. I wondered. Yeah. I mean, it's got to so, be, right? It's got to be. Because they're both songs too. about plane shows. So, right. It, it, like, that, that has to be intentional, right? Yeah. That's I'm calling be. it. Yeah. I'm going to say this it. was I'm also Reese on Twitter. I'm going to ask him. <laughs> there you go. Do it. And this was also the first single. So I had listened to this, I don't know, when they released it like a month or two ago. Mm. Um, but whenever I, I think and they at least a video for it too, and I wasn't crazy about this song, so I so, I kind of didn't have high expectations because for the record maybe because I just it, it didn't grab me that much. Well, for me hmm. musically, it weirdly musically it, it weirdly sort of sounded like later years AFI. Oh, completely. Like December Underground era AFI, mm -hmm. which I thought was really interesting. I didn't expect the album to kind of go there. And parts of that really worked for me and parts of it didn't work as much. Uh, but this song, it's like, this song I, I did I did really enjoy because it felt a little bit kind of like a throwback to that sort of music. Yeah, it's like that counter counterculture punk military. Like it's like a march, you know, dun. Dum, 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 which is weird, but I don't know. I, it worked for me. Um, but I feel like if they had done a few songs like this, I'd feel the opposite. The fact that they kind of did that kind of punk rock one. march yeah. and then moved on worked it for me. It was just out. enough. What did y'all think of the fact that uh, Reese decided to be a potty mouth on this one? Oh, yeah. Uh, so there are a couple songs. It? Yeah, yeah, go for it. There are a couple songs, right? That he that he says some no no words. <laughs> yeah. Some uh, no says, no words. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I don't know if my bones healed yet. Talking about possibly breaking his bones at a show. Um, I don't know if my bones healed yet, but I'm jumping off this drum set. Let's build a fire from our broken past. Let's tell all the grown ups they can kiss our ass. <gasps> um yeah i kind of loved it i think it's kind of a, i think it's kind of a clever line though for them to use like for their first yes like time like dropping a curse word if, if you will because i think yeah. i like the uh, for what at least how i interpret what he's saying like tell all the grown-ups is that he's saying like Look, you don't have to be worried about your kids listening to it because you're listening to a ska band from the 90s. Only old <laughs> people are listening to this. We can say ass. So that's how I yeah. interpreted it. And so I think he gets a little points for me if that's kind of what he's meaning. So Right. 
I love that, Josh. And to piggyback off of it, I think it's also just part of their paradigm as a band. They're like, they're like the the most like unapologetically kind of goofy, childish grownups that are successfully making music right now that I can think of. So it's like kind of weird to think about him using a word like that, but it also, I would agree, it works because it's like, it lines up with their brand as a band. Yeah, and I think it all comes into not taking themselves too seriously. and Exactly. Especially because they have that song on uh, The End Is Here called At Least I'm Not Like All Those Other Old Guys. So I think him like calling the grown-ups, like he's putting himself in that category too. Like, look, we're old guys. It's fine. So I don't think... Child at heart, though. Yeah. That's kind of the beauty of it. He's like, we're old, but... Also, here's a Peter Pan reference, because we remember the the fun things uh, that sparked your imagination as a kid. (laughs) 